right, everybody, welcome to chapter 37 of Legion's Cast. Legion's Cast is back. Lord Steve Bashotti is here along with my uh, my rider die on uh, on Legion's Cast, Jeremy Gerard. What are you doing? How's how's it going, Jeremy? It is going wonderful, Stephen. If I was any better, I would be you. <laughs> well, you got a long ways to go uh, to be me. But uh, unf but fortunately, we don't we don't need you know we we've got extra people here to 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 try to be me. Len LaGuardia, don't you want to be me? Of course, I want to be you. Congratulations for being you, Stephen. You know. Thank you. It's not it's not easy being me, but it sure is worth it. That's what I have to say. But uh, well, cool. Yeah, we're all here for to talk some legions. I'm excited this week. We are going to wow everybody because we have a fantastic topic. Um, but you know, as 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 legions cast goes, uh, we start with some news. I don't know if we have any news, but I'm going to let Jeremy tell us whether we do or do not. Jeremy, what's going on? Well, I mean, obviously the big news, depending on when you post this, is uh, Mythic Legion's All-Stars 5 Plus pre-order is wrapping up. So we are in the final uh, days of that pre-order. You know, we always see a flurry of people getting their orders in last minute, uh, getting that one final paycheck, or, you know, finally figuring out, going back and forth on how many extras they need, they finally have to make that decision because that ends this coming Sunday, which is September 4th at 11 p.m. Eastern time. That's when the store horseman pre-order closes for that wave. So that right there would be the biggest piece of timely news. Nice. No, no extensions, right? That's that's the new motto, right? No, I. it actually, I wonder at what point we don't have to say that anymore because there was a period where the end date was a joke because everybody knew that Cornboy was going to come out in the 11th hour and say, two more weeks. <laughs> you asked for it. We're going to give it to you. He, he always used to do that. And, you know, we've been pretty upfront with saying that the process we have now, you know, one of the things that, you know, Chris Gorich has done is, really try to streamline the production schedule. So there's a very strict when we do our order, when retailers do their order, when orders are due, when we get it into the factory. So there's really no room for extensions anymore. Yet, even though we haven't done extensions in quite a few waves, we always tell people there's not going to be an extension. So get the order in by the listed uh, you know, end time. But, uh, but yes, definitely no extensions on this one or any of these waves going forward. Nice. Len, yes. favorite favorite figure. Favorite new figure coming in All-Stars 5. Um, Putting you on the do, spot. Look at him. His eyes are wide. Do, I'm gonna, my eyes are wide because I don't know if I can pronounce it. Dubane? Sure. Dubon. Dubon. Yes. There you go. Dubon. Hands down. Dubon. Did you did you talk did you say this last night, Jeremy? Your favorite figure of this this way? Uh, I did. I also said it on the last episode of Legion's Cast. Oh, we did this already. 
Yes, yes, we did. Yes. But it's okay because I like it so much. It's worth saying multiple times. I'm going to agree with my grumpy old friend over here and say that it is Dubon as well for me. Nice. I can't pick one. I was a Dubon fan and I still am, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just torn. There's, I, I, that, that, um, uh, Zylona's flock guard, oh. you know, I keep looking yeah. at it. I was a Dubon, you know, fan, uh, you know, I, I was, I was voting for him and then, as of late, I've kind of been like, yeah, I don't know, man. I really, I really like uh, this this Ilona's flock character. So, I mentioned on the show last night with Curtis that uh, I think a lot of people really are excited about the Zylernian guard, not only from the standpoint of being able to use it as is as a Zylernian guard, but I think a lot of people are going to customize that into a knight. You know, they're going to take that lighter skin, not the green whispering head, but the other one. They'll probably paint some, you know, eyes on it so it's got less of an elvish look and more of a human-type look to it. Because the, the helmet covers the character's ears, so you don't see any of those very clear elven features other than the green eyes. So I, I really imagine that that's what we're going to see people doing with that figure. Probably. It's a good figure, regardless. I mean, they're all good figures. What am I talking about? Let's let's get on to some some fun stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what is it? Mythic mistakes. Mythic mistakes, right, Jeremy? Yes, mythic mistakes, Stephen. So mythic mistakes. The we're we're gonna talk about the the things that we regret in our in our in our tenure as Mythic Legions collectors. Uh, we've all been around a while. We've all had, you know, a lot of history with this line. And what is it that you regret? What is the, you know, the few things? Maybe there's one thing that takes that step above the rest. We'll find out. But there's got to be at least something that you wake up every day, you look in the mirror, and you go, damn, why did I do that? And uh, we're going to talk about it. And, and, you know, I'll add, Stephen, that, when we were talking about the topic for this week, you know, we had talked about doing like a, a Mythic Legions 101 style episode, kind of, you know, for some of the newer listeners who may be getting into the line, giving them some information. Um, and that was an idea. And, you know, what we kind of landed on was instead of doing a true 101, let's have a little fun with it and let's allow both new fans and old fans to learn a bit from the mistakes that we've made because we have been in the line for a while. So let's talk about some of those mistakes, some of those things that we regret. And uh, hopefully people will take from those lessons, learn from those lessons and won't repeat those same mistakes for themselves. For sure. We could save you some heartache. So who wants to start? Nobody. Yeah. I will. Oh, Steven. I'll just start, damn it. I thought one of you was going to step up and just say, hey, look, you know, this is like we're at AA. We're stepping up. We're admitting we have a problem. And we're going to... You are the alpha, Steven. I feel like alpha goes first. Alpha goes first. Okay, well, one of the, the worst things that I ever did in this line was all the way back to the Kickstarter, my cheap self decided that I didn't need weapons packs. Ooh, weapons packs. Okay. Yeah. Weapons packs. 
Weapons packs, I was like, no. There were like, if I remember remembering right, like a weapons pack back then, I think was, was it $20? Or was it even less? Was it 12 It was less. The only weapons pack in the first wave that was expensive was the banners pack. The, okay. the pack that came with the 10 banners and the bearded axe, that was $50. All the other ones were far, far cheaper. They might have been like 15 they, they might have been. They, it was it was ridiculously cheap, and I was confident with this. Travis was, you know, um, back then it was a lot smaller Mythic Legions group. A lot of the guys that are that are in my friend group now collect Mythic Legions, but back in the beginning it was really just me and Travis. And I remember him saying, you know, he had gotten he had gotten all in. He went all in, and I'm like, I don't know. I just I can't. I I don't want to. I don't want to spend the money for the weapons packs. And then he gets the weapons packs. And he pulls out that damn Heaven's Brand sword and puts it with Heaven's Brand. And I'm like, my figure sucks without that sword. It's, he totally, it's, it's, it, how, that sword makes him, and the same with, with Aetherblade, although I think it's little even more with, with Heaven's Brand. But you got the Aetherblade for Gorgo, and I'm like, oh my, I gotta find this pack. And so then I did, and then that stupid 12 or $15 pack. I paid 54 on eBay. And yep. uh, at that time, I thought that that was just ridiculous to pay $50 for a stupid weapons pack, but I did it. And, uh, yeah, so there we go right there. I, ha I have to live with that every day. That's a good example. Can I build on that story? Absolutely. Sure. I hope you do. Because I also had those weapon packs in my hand and in my collection at one point. And now I don't <laughs> because, uh, man, I don't remember what year it was, but at one show, the horsemen, they pulled out all the weapons packs at a show and we were like, holy crap. Like it was one of those now disclaimer to everyone. That's not normal. I don't know where they got them from. Don't expect to go to any show soon and find this kind of thing, but they had the, the banners, they had the heavens, you know, the, the, mythic like weapons they had everything and i was still pretty new and i think it was uh anthony was like just trust me get them and and i didn't buy the banners because they were too expensive i was still too cheap and it was they were a fraction of what they were selling for aftermarket and i still was like oh no no i'm not spending that on those those are stupid banners i can get a figure for that so i got i got the other weapons packs and I think a week later I traded the sword set with for a bog goblin <laughs> because to me, I, you know, I wanted a figure. I'm like, I don't sure. have a bog goblin and he's cool. So yeah, that was something that, that, that builds on your failure. Now I look back at it. I'm like, Oh, what did I do? <laughs> was that Zolocon? It was Zolocon. Yeah. yeah it I was remember. like the, it was that first one, you know, that we went to. Yeah. I remember that. Cause I remember hearing that they brought out just these like total random things that they must have like dusted off from some back shelf and yeah brought out of the table and it was later in the day it wasn't even in the beginning it was yeah. like noon and all of a sudden they're pulling out all these little packs and every and some of the old you know like patrick and anthony they know and they're like oh, oh they're getting all excited and i'm like what what are you guys all excited with these it's just swords <laughs> for sure yeah, it was wild. Jeremy? 
So my regret, one of my regrets, is not realizing the benefits and the value of Legion Builders when I first got into the line, especially in that first Kickstarter. Um, I did go all in on that first Kickstarter. And, you know, so I got one of each of those Legion Builders, but that's all I got. Like while I doubled up on some figures, I did not get any extra Legion Builders because I looked at it at the time. And this is crazy, but back then, those Legion Builders in that original Kickstarter were $18. That, that's what it would cost to add a Legion Builder to your pledge, $18. Um, the standard figures were $33 during the original Kickstarter. So I looked at them, and for that price discrepancy, I just said, you know what? Those fully painted figures, the, the, the normal figures are so, so much cooler. Now, granted, those original Legion Builders outside of the skeleton were not as cool as Legion Builders today. You know, the silver and gold knight were basically just one color. The silver and bronze dwarf were one color. Um, but I just wasn't impressed about them. And it wasn't until I got these in hand and started popping and swapping and then started customizing that I realized what we've said many, many times, that the benefit of Legion Builders is having that blank canvas that you don't have to worry about covering existing paint apps because there aren't any, and you get them at a much lower price, so you are able to customize more efficiently, more cost-effectively than if you were starting with a standard figure. So my regret is not going deeper on Legion Builders from the very start. Yeah, big mistake. Yeah, uh, I I can I can take it one step further because I did the same thing, only worse. Because at least you got one. I skipped them. I didn't go all in, and I skipped all the Legion Builders completely. Uh, yeah, and that that is that was something, and especially with the um the orc builder and the um skeleton builder i was really upset when i got again got to go over and play with travis's and i started setting up his hordes of they were like because they had a, i remember they had like a package where you could get six i think you get six of it each, which travis did so i was able to pull out all these skeletons and be like oh i can set put this piece and i can weaponize this one that way and make it look a little different and uh I, and uh, same thing with the with the ogres, and I was like, "Dang, I was stupid, just yeah. absolutely stupid." If you bought the six pack, I believe the six pack of like skeletons. I don't know what the total price was, but I believe the per figure breakdown ended up coming to just a little bit over fifteen dollars. So that's how crazy those prices were back then. It was, and it kind of rings a bell that it was. I want to say it was ninety dollars for a six pack. Does that make sense? It's close. It was close uh, to that. Maybe it was a hundred. Yeah. But I, I know they brought because I know the the Legion builders were eighteen dollars, and if you got the six pack, it came down to around fifteen bucks. Awesome deal. Awesome deal. So, Len, what else you what else you got? Well, I 
I, you know, it's hard to really think of a anything that's not related to passing up like a certain figure for monetary reasons or um, some regret in not buying. But that's pretty much what I have. I, I know in my early days, I came from vintage toys. Like I did vintage Masters of the Universe and vintage GI Joe, and you know, back then you can you can buy a Skeletor for five dollars, and vintage was cheap. Not like it is now. Now it's expensive. Back then it was cheap. So I didn't even do like Marvel Legends or things like that where they were maybe $15. So when I looked at Mythics, I was like, man, these are expensive. You know, I wasn't in, I didn't know Hot Toys, Mezco, anything. So to me, they were a lot. And I was always looking for a way to collect, but not be um, 100% completist because I thought that would drive me and my wallet crazy. So I was always looking for ways to like, cut certain figure lines out or reasoning behind not getting things. And one of the early ones I had in, was like the colorways or the different colors that they were. And there were some figures like um, that had like the, the bright metallics like Joran and yep. um, the, uh, the Delta Gar. And, and they didn't really like strike a chord to me because they were they were so odd. Like th it was just really different color scheme. They didn't have that grittiness. And I actually had them. And again, I either traded them or I don't think I sold them. I think I traded them. And now I just regret the heck out of it because now when I see them, I appreciate those that different artistic take on them and the armors. And I think they're some of the most amazing figures out of the line these brighter characters that yeah. I really skipped on before. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in on that because, you know, Len, Mr. Wheeler and Wheeler over here is all, he's all trading <laughs> all his stuff. I have something that's similar that I regret. So anyone who's collected Mythic Legions for a period of time, especially those of us who customize, have quite literally mountains of unused accessories. You know, these figures all come with three weapons. Um, they come with removable armor, extra heads, et cetera, et cetera. So over time, you end up with so, so, so much extra. So there was, there were multiple points that I had sold just lots of accessories where I'd gone into my weapons bin and just been like, you know what? I'm just going to unload a whole bunch of these things. And there was one time that I literally, made like lots of like 20 weapons and i have one guy that bought like all like 30 lots that i had put together um it was nice because i made a bunch of money doing it but fast forward to like today where there will be times where i'll look on my shelf and i'll realize that i have an essentially complete character like but i don't have any of his weapons because i thought the character looked cool but I didn't like the weapons he came with. So I gave him different weapons. And now I'm like, I sold all the, like I sold all the weapons. So like, I'll have a complete, so I'll have a Sir Galeron, but I won't have his actual weapons. And I have that for a lot of different characters. So rather than, if I could go back now, I would say, okay, everyone that's on display, I want to keep at least one of each character on display and I want to do, I think, what you did, Stephen, where I'm going to keep their package, I'm going to keep all the extra unused accessories in their actual package, and put that aside so I know where those pieces are. Now, all this extra stuff that I've cannibalized and customized 
yes, as I amass all those extra pieces, those I can sell off in time. But if I knew that I had all of the original weapons, so I had these characters complete, that would be very, very cool. And those parts are long, long gone. This this brings up a question in my in my mind. Do you think? What do you guys think about in the future? Is that going to be a, a big thing for people? Like, are are people going to people that stumble upon this line later and they're like, all right, I'm going to start collecting the older stuff? Are they going to be sticklers like they are in other lines where they're like, I need this figure and I need all of his exact weapons that came with them? Because so many of us pop and swap and. That's a mess. I mean, I have a box full of weapons. I also have the how I started doing it, which is what Jeremy was just talking about, where I would put them in the packaging. But I've, I've fallen away from that because the packaging takes up too much space. So now I have this big box, and I, I would have to sort. Sorting through and putting that together would be a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, Stephen, I think we see it today. We see people old fans, new fans, whatever, when they're looking for a figure, I will routinely see people say, hey, I'm looking for a Rhaegar, has to be complete in package. And I'm like, really? Like, that is such a hard figure to find. And I know you're a loose collector. Why do you need it in package? Complete, I get. But why do you need it in package? And I just think that there's a lot of people that that's what they want. They want to know that this is not something that's, going to be dirty, that's going to smell, whatever the case may be. I think to your point, and I I go back, you know, Len, you talk about vintage, you know, a lot of those real old vintage stuff, trying to find them complete or certainly trying to find them on card is so darn hard to do. It makes why it makes them so expensive because everyone ripped them open and lost the weapons. I actually think long-term, some of those older legions figures They'll still have value if they're loose or if they're incomplete, but you have to figure the main part, maybe some key weapon or something. But I do think that the carded, complete figures, those are going to be next level value as we go forward. It, it, yeah, I agree. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. No, it's a testament to the line that we, so many of us play with them. We play with them oh. like, like we would like, similar to like we did with kids, maybe not smashing them into each other and well, I do, but um, other people, more mature people, you know, they're always swapping fig, swapping parts and swapping pieces and doing all this stuff. And we're, it's kind of like uh, making the same mistakes as we did as children. But I don't care because it's more fun. <laughs> I th- I think to Jeremy's point, um, one thing that I definitely keyed on what you said was um, like key weapons, and that is important um, because. I think over the years as collectors, you know, you open something up and there's another spear, you throw it in a bin, there's another spear, you throw it in a bin. But if it's a key weapon that's like really unique or kind of unique to that character, then that's going to be, that's important. And you'll find that together maybe if you go to buy one now, but those, those really just common reused weapons like spears and maybe axes and what have you might be, thrown in bins to the wayside. Um, I know one thing I noticed a, years, a couple of years back was um, it was interesting in that people didn't seem to care about um, whether a figure was an all-star or the original. And that kind of blew my mind because I, I think in other toy lines, 
that would be like important to the value of that figure. And with Mythics, I was always really surprised and, and impressed that people just wanted the figure. They didn't care if it was the original Wave 1 Kickstarter or if it was an all-star. But I think now in the past like year, I am you're seeing people asking the questions like, how can I tell the difference between them? I, I'm not as current on the values as I used to be, but I feel like it's still not affecting that really. Like they still retain the same value, but I see more people putting value in getting the original. I see value like, so if you know the line, you know that the very first Kickstarter wave, those figures came with the white twist guys. So that was the only wave that came with the white twist guys. And if you can find, and I've sold, you know, through like Legion Shop, I've sold figures that have the white twist guys. And I'll tell you right out, they fetch more money because there's something cool about them. Wow. There's an authenticity to the fact that, you know what, and they're repackaged figures. But the fact that they're repackaged and they've got the white twist tie, something about that is super, super cool. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I could just sell the twist ties. I, at one point, I honestly, because I bought, I had a loose Unkin, and I bought a Unkin package. I actually found someone selling an Unkin package, and I had put, I got the package to put the Unkin in it. Later on, I ended up trading for a complete Unkin, so I didn't need that other one that I had kind of cobbled together. Um, but there's a market out there. I've seen people paying good money for like a loose or Galeron package or stuff like that. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. No. Wow. All right. Back to regrets. Whose turn is it? Uh, I, Steven, I think you should go. <sighs> All right. This is, uh, I'm going to, um, let me think here. I had, oh, uh, I'm going to go with the big one, the big, my biggest regret. This is my biggest regret forever, and that is not attending the first Legion's Con. Oh. So uh, we had, we had a bunch, we had, at that time it was the same weekend as a, a local show that we have always done around here and um, in, in Michigan, uh, the Grand Rapids Comic Con, and that was just something that this whole group of people here, it was, it was, it was, you know, Travis had already paid for his booth there, and blah, 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 and it was like, he couldn't get out of it, and it was too much money to lose, and for a multitude of reasons, we didn't go, and I regret every day not saying, see you losers, and leaving those guys behind, and just, just going to Legis Con so that I could say, that I've been to them all, because I'll never be able to say that. Wow, wow that that one that one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> this, this, all these other things we're saying, we're like, I wish I would have gotten these. I wish I would have gotten that. <laughs> We've corrected most of those problems. Even all the even all the weapons that Lens traded away. You know, he could go and buy those if you know yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah, she'll never get that opportunity back. Short of Doc Brown building the DeLorean, I'm I, it ain't happening. So uh, there you go. I have to yeah. look myself in the mirror and deal with that. It was truly magical. <laughs> I keep one. telling I keep telling myself I'm like, why would you want to go to that one? 
it was a one moment in time that was just yeah i don't think it could be repeated it was incredible yeah it was it was amazing to hear people after it was done talk about how amazing it was and how much fun they had because we sat there we were like we didn't do anything like literally it was just a bunch of us hanging out and it's it's funny we bring this up because i was literally talking to you know joe vateri today lord vateris and we were talking about how you know we're planning for legions con this year which is less than 10 weeks away we were talking about that you know four years ago was when we really started talking about doing an after toy con meetup and that was the start of legions con and to to have had that first year and then everything that happened in 2020 with having to go virtual uh, it's amazing to be where we are with it so yeah i, I agree len there was something special about that that it was great it was in a closet basically but it yeah. was amazing not just because i want a brontus yeah and ripped yeah. it out of the box as soon as cornboy handed it to me you want a brontus at the first league yeah you don't remember that i re i mean i remember giving them away yeah we were we were uh there was a group of us sitting there talking and i said I said, if I win that Brontus, I'm ripping it open right as soon that. as I get it because people were talking about how much it was worth. Because at the time, I don't know why, but it was like the hottest thing they had on the table you could yeah. win. And I never win anything. Like I'm, I'm no Curtis Ackerman or uh, Anthony Hoseal. Anthony Hoseal, he wins everything. And when they did my ticket, it was like surreal. I was just like, what? And and Cornboy said, which one do you want? And I was like that one and i just literally ripped it open right on the floor i, I hit i that. bumped into dennis's table and i knocked over all of his customs <laughs> and i caught him before they hit the ground yeah i was like a, i was like a big elephant in the room <laughs> i do remember you tearing it open because i remember like the mix of like gasps of horror and people just applauding like just what a ballsy move it was to just be like nope opening this toy yeah, it was surreal. And then I and then I carried it around the rest of the night like a little child. Nice. Ah, it does. Sorry, like I don't, not to make time. you feel that, Steve. I mean, there's just some things out there that you just can't, you know, you can't recreate. I I, I tell my wife that all the time about my old girlfriend. I'm like, you just can't recreate what they did. You know. Well, uh, Stephen. Yeah. That's do we have to pause for station identification so you remember what's going on? It's a joke, guys. Come on. All right. Now, so anyways, back to you. Back to you, uh, Len. Regrets, mythic mistakes. Yes. And I know this sounds cliche because we say it all the time. I think every fan says it. Not buying enough figures. Yeah. Because I was not customizing from the beginning. I, I got into it a little, but um, you just never have enough. And if you start getting into customizing, even in the most basic form, pop and swap, you don't have enough. Because I like to have one pure figure in my display that's not changed. So right there, you need more than one. And, and it, you know, it all starts even even if you're someone that just never wants to do any kind of custom once you once you pop that first head and put it on something else you got to get more and, and it's tough to go back so if you if you think you need three get five that's what i think <laughs> and, and i regret that 
and it's funny. Um, so I went all in on the first Kickstarter plus a handful of extras and people may not remember this, but when those figures actually were coming out, the horsemen had done kind of like an in-stock sale on their website, but it wasn't in stock. It was, it was a pre-order in-stock sale. So they basically did a sale of stuff they knew was coming. They weren't there yet, but it was going to be a pre-order, but they, it wasn't an unlimited amount like pre-orders are now. They had five all-ins, and they, they were very clear where they were like, all the figures will be available, we'll have five all-ins. I grabbed one of those five all-ins. Nice. So I, I got an all-in with the Kickstarter. The all-in on the website was actually more money, and you got one less figure because the Sir Valgar did not come with that set, but I grabbed that as well. So even in those early days, I agree with what you were saying where I was getting stuff, and then that span of time between – the Kickstarter and me starting to think about, Oh, you know, these parts, these pieces come apart. I can move stuff around like this. Cause back then there were no customs cause there were no figures. So people were doing those digibashes on the forums where they were Photoshopping the things and it got the mind really kind of turning about what this could be. So I, I went and grabbed it. So I feel the same way where every time I, I do a pre-order like all stars five, I always, feel like I've ordered so much and then when it comes in I burn through the figures so fast for customs that I was like why the heck didn't I get more yeah I agree I learned that really hard with the Black Knight um, you know reinforcement gone <laughs> like I thought I had tons of them and he and I didn't I was like eh it's black <laughs> you know it's plain and, and I did something with one of them and I did something with the other and the next thing you know, I'm like, where does all my black knights? And I didn't have them. So yeah, I, I agree. Like that's it's tough. It is. Refresh no, I don't remember when they were first marketing the first Kickstarter. It wasn't pitched originally that they were all swappable parts, was it? Um not no, that wasn't part of the initial pitch that they were fully modular like i feel like i feel like they said it but they didn't show it like they weren't really big on like hey look you can move these parts around and you can swap arms and swap heads like they made it known but because there really wasn't anything out there like that i don't think any of us knew the level of modularity these pieces yeah. were really going to have because I don't, I don't re remember being excited for that feature. Yeah. Like, I don't remember thinking, oh, when I get these, I'm going to pop them apart and do stuff. You know, I just, I do not. But maybe I missed something, too. I, it may have been said. Um, I mean, early on, the modularity I, like, the, 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 the pop and swaps I was excited for, and I, I've mentioned this, putting a Carpathia's head on a blood armor body, like, that. That was one that was super, super simple, but as the minute I got those figures open, I made that swap. And the other thing that everybody did was they created their not war duke, where they took the barbarian builder pack, they popped on that, you know, that uh Gorgo style helmet with the bat wings. You know, if you really wanted to get fancy, you put an armored arm on him from an atlas, you put an armored, you know, left leg on him you kind of made that not war duke. So that was yeah. the first, 
that was the first real pop in swaps that I think a lot of people were talking about that many of us did when we first got them. Yeah. Nice. Steven, do you have any more? I have one more. I have and a couple more. You have a couple more. That's good. I do. I will burn my last one. And my last one is uh, that <laughs> this is kind of a funny one. Carpathius. Carpathius is the biggest, and it might be the only really big quality quality control problem I ever had. The Carpathius I got had a frozen knee, and it was fro it was welded. I mean, there was no bending it. There was no fixing it. I actually took a Dremel to it and tried to save it, and it was I, I was not. I definitely wasn't skilled back then at trying to do that, and I probably shouldn't have. And I've always regretted, I was actually kind of scared to reach out and to, like, ask for a replacement. Because I felt like I was bothering them. I felt, I have, I have this weird thing where I do this and it's, it's, I feel like I'm bothering somebody for something like that. I figure I bought all of these figures, which seemed like a huge amount of figures, even though I didn't even get it all in. Uh, and, and I was like, well... I've only got this one problem, and if I stand him just right, he can kind of still stand, even though his leg's detached now and it won't work. And I never reached out to get my replacement Carpathius, and I kind of wish I, I wish I did because now I know they would have replaced it, and they wouldn't have hated me, and uh, I could have had another Carpathius. Do, do you, the Carpathius in your collection is it still your crippled Carpathius? No, it is. I got uh, one of the All Stars Carth Carpathiuses, and then I used the other one for uh, customizing parts. So yeah, there's my there's my last regret. So we're talking a lot about regrets of things we didn't purchase. I'm going to tell you a regret of something I did purchase. Ooh. Multiple things I purchased. Ooh. Ooh. Early on, when you start collecting Mythic Legions, and, you know, now collectors who come into the line, their problem that they have is there's so many that they want. There's so many to hunt down. Um, but in the early days, that wasn't really the problem. You know, so after you got that first Kickstarter, and while it was 34 figures, and that was incredible, and a collection unto itself, I think a lot of us were hungry for more. So we started looking for mythic legions adjacent figures you know as oh. our good friend and sometime host of the show travis he is famous for you know what this could just go with mythic legions um we all do that i did that very early on where i tried to find other figures that i could fudge into legions put back there and stuff and this is not using figures for customizing for parts and fodder. This is literally putting figures in the case alongside them. Um, over the years, as the line has grown and space has become a premium and the aesthetic of the line has become such a thing of its own, I've started to realize that a lot of those adjacent figures, I didn't have room for them anymore and they didn't look right. So they end up just getting thrown in a box or sacrificed for fodder or sold off for probably a fraction of what I paid. So that is one of my regrets. Um, and it's something I, I, I offer this because I still see people doing this. I still see people 
saying like, oh, I'm going to buy this figure because it will go with legions. It will go with legions. And there's always part of me that thinks that's a lot of space you're taking up for that you're going to want when the legions version of that comes out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's like the spawn horses that I bought. You know, they're great horses. Those, those, they're really cool and they still do work. I mean, like, I, I even though we have the beautiful Mythic Legions horses now, they still look good in the collection. But I have a mental note now that it's like, no, I will not, now that horses are available, I will have a Legions horse in that, in that spot, taking up the space on my shelf, not a McFarlane's Farland horse and uh so therefore i've i've got mine for sale if anybody wants them Len, do you have another one i have one more i have one more short one and this is this is really like micro personal to me i don't like figures with mustaches i like them with mustache goatee combo or a mustache beard goatee combo but a straight up mustache I'm not a fan. Like, if you go back to, like, the G.I. Joe Rock Vipers, no, no. He's got that little mustache, and he's supposed to be a builder. Nope. Rio Blast, <laughs> mustache, no. I, I didn't, even as a kid, I didn't have these mustaches. Oh, come on. There was the green Wild, Wild Bill? Wild there Bill? There was the Centurion guy that had, the green guy that had the mustache. No. So, you know, Sergidian so like Heaven's Brand. I, I passed on him, and... I even passed on him in more modern era, like in the past like year or two, because wow. I'm just not a mustache guy. Not on my figures anyway. Lord Viteris is a no. Um, he's in the box. He's still sealed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's just you know it's a thing, and it's one of those things you don't even realize until you're older, and you're like, why didn't I have these figures even as a kid? And that's why. I didn't like the mustaches. So, he loves hats, hates mustaches. Pretty funny. I yeah. like this, you know. Um, that's it. I'm putting a mustache on everything now. <laughs> Sending it to Len. Don't do it. <laughs> RTS. That box is coming back. RTS. Return to sender. Return to Steve. <laughs> Steven, can you do some God's Fire characters? Like, maybe, like, a little special sect of monks who all have mustaches. Like, that's part of their identity. What's funny is I don't think we've made any characters that just have a mustache, now that I think about it. Because Len probably wouldn't have printed it. No, I, you know, like a handlebar mustache, that's okay. Or a mustache with a little soul patch, that's all right. Well, real. Real black having the handlebars? That's not that's not okay. Yeah, no, no, that's even worse. No, that's character, man. That's 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 on brand for him. He's a cowboy. Mustache into handlebar into pork chops, okay. No. Not for real blast. Oh, what real blast just has a stash. He's Oh, yeah, maybe he's the original bad. toy does. I thought I'm pretty sure the well, the, didn't the Classics version, doesn't he have handlebars? I don't know. I just, I overlooked them. There was other G.I. Joe figures that had little stashes, too, and I realized that when I looked through my collection, which I recently found, 
my my parents actually were cleaning and they found my vintage Joes, like all of the, you know, the 80 series ones. And, um, you know, I picked them up and I'm going through them and I'm like, yeah, there's not a single mustache in all in all this because they there were characters that had it. But, yeah, absolutely. There were. Ricondo. No, maybe Ricondo had a little bit of a chin chin, too, if I remember right. But anyways, that's funny. I'm coming to Legion's Con, and I'm just going to have a mustache. I'm going to see if you like me. Have you okay. ever... I mean, we all, we all have facial hair, and have you ever had a moment where you had to shave for whatever reason? And when you've done it, have you done the whole thing where you try different configurations to see how it would look, and you just do the justage? Absolutely. Never. Absolutely. Never have I ever. I've had this. Never I've had this look since I was fifteen. It's very funny. Uh, last night I was watching uh, Mythic Conversations on the big screen TV upstairs, and there's a big Jeremy on the screen, and next to him is Curtis. And my daughters walk in, and they come into the room halfway through it or something. They look up on the screen and they go, "Are those guys your friends?" And I go yeah and they both go are they trying to look like you because <laughs> we all we all have beards and i think i think well curtis kind of has a goatee doesn't he i think but um i don't think he's got side hair on his cheeks but um i, I don't look when i look at curtis i don't see a face i just see eyes well that's everybody I does just, just <laughs> gorgeous Gorgeous eyes. <laughs> okay, here's my last regret. And this is one of something I did buy. Mythic Legion's 1.0 test shots. So, if you remember what happened with that wave, um, that was the first wave that ever offered test shots. And the test shots were actually the first things that got into fans' hands. They got the test shots, they dropped them in the store, and they were, it was like November, December. And I know that because my wife bought me a few of them for Christmas that year. When they first dropped them, they were $100 a piece. And people balked. Like, people were like, I'm not paying $100 a piece for these unpainted versions of the figures. Um, and, you know, the horsemen they didn't know that they were, this was new ground that they were, that they were scratching here. You know, this was long before like McFarlane was putting out unpainted versions of the figures as like chases and stuff like that. Um, so doing these test shots, they figured, you know what? They did 10 of each. They did 10 of each one of the characters. They got them produced early. They got them flown over to the U S so they could sell them for the holidays so their, their costs on them were more expensive. They literally had to ask the factory to run extra test shots for them. Um, so they priced them at what they thought the market would want for a unique collectible like this, and it, it didn't work. So, you know, in, in true fashion, they were flexible, and they lowered the price to like 50 bucks. Um, I got a couple of them. My wife got some for me. They're the first Legion's figures I actually ever held. But I remember at that time that there was a period where you could go on Store Horsemen, the old, old Store Horsemen, and literally buy any of those test shots. Any of the 1.0 test shots were there for like a couple weeks before things started selling out. And, you know, I got 
so I had five of them when all was said and done. And I'm trying to remember, I feel, I think I had Gorgo, Orange Steelhide, Sir Galeron. I think I had, I, I definitely had one that had like the Gorgo looking helmet. It might've been Sir Ignatius. Um, and I honestly can't remember, did I say Urzok? I think I had Urzok. Um, I had five of them either, anyway. Uh, long since gone i ended up getting rid of all of them because i i really got them because i wanted to i wanted to get them in hand i want to play with these things once the main figures came in the the, the full figures i kind of lost interest in those test shots and i ended up just like trading them away or selling them fairly cheaply but i think back to that and that kind of dual regret of not buying more of the test shots and getting rid of the ones that i actually had um i not a huge test shot guy. I do have, I think I have like 10 test shots in my collection at this point. Um, I don't get all of them. I have some key ones that I that I like. Uh, but that right there, not jumping on that, not saving at least one of the ones I have from that early wave. If I could go back, definitely Gorgo. Gorgo is my favorite one. So getting a test shot of Gorgo, that would probably be the one I'd go for. That didn't go as bad as I thought I was gonna go. Yeah, I thought you, you just... were. I thought you were gonna say you painted them. Ooh. No, I've never. Well, it's funny you say that. I bought test shots to paint, and I've never put paint to any of them because I've gotten them saying like, you know what? These are great. These are like they're like Legion builders. I'm gonna get these parts because I bought some. Uh, I bought some test shot pieces from Avon of Decay as well. And those also were in hand before Avenue of Decay were. And I was super excited to start experimenting with those and start, you know, messing around with the 2.0 body parts. Never painted any of them. Couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, probably a good thing. I mean, I know it's been done. I've oh, seen yeah. it. I mean, it's been done. Multiple people have painted them. Breaks do my you, heart. So, what about you guys? Do you have any test shots? I have uh, four, I think. I have uh, Atheon, the horse, and I have Thistlehorn, and I have a Fury Orc, and I have um, Thump. You don't have Aerithir? You have Aethon but not Aerithir? Exactly. I tried to get Aerithir in the last shot, and it, it didn't, I didn't get anything. I wasn't able to get my hands on anything. And he sold out so quickly, which is funny because one of my friends, uh, Ben Talmage, uh, Scoot, if you listen to the yep. other shows, he he has Aerithir, but he doesn't have Atheon. So between the two of us, we have it. And I think it's one of these shows, we're just going to have to fight and the winner gets to take the other one because they should be together. That That's actually the, I've kind of told myself that for any new wave that comes out, I'm going to limit myself to one. And when I say new wave, I mean test shots. Um, I'm going to limit myself to the maximum of one test shot from that wave. Um, just because I don't, that's a spiral that I could go down if I'm like, I need test shots of all of them. So I'm like, hey, the, my favorite one in that wave, that's what I'll get except for the actual dark four. So I'm going to have, I do have Athon and Aerith there. 
I'm going to get all of the dark four with their horses as the actual test shots. I, I have no desire to be a completist with them. It's kind of, uh, I get what I get and I, you know, won't throw a fit. But it would be pretty cool if I could have the Furious Four. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> that would be one I would like to, to get. I have a Sir Gerard. I do have that was a that was a very cool one that Chris gave me um last last year, right before Allegiance Con. He handed me uh uh you know the test shot for Sir Gerard and, and actually that Wednesday night before Legions Con when I did my my pre-show broadcast, I had in front of me I had the Legions Con Sir Gerard box, the standard edition, and the test shot. And that was that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. When do you have any test shots? Uh, I do. I do have a few test shots. I I can't tell you what they are because, well, let's just say that like if you mention the word test shots in some communities, you'll start getting unsolicited emails and um and PMs of people looking to acquire those test shots. So I I tend to not speak of them at all. Um, I don't. I you guys probably never experienced that, but it's 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 a phenomenon. It happens and it's it's pretty odd. I, the only one I'll admit that I do have, I do have a Sir Gerard because how could I not? When when your friend has a figure, you have to you have to get the test shot and every version of it. So I'll tell that's you the only you, one I'll, I'll I, admit to. I'll tell you how you don't have it. You try to get Aerithir first, and you strike out, and then it's sold out by the time you try to get Sir Gerard. That's how you that's how you don't have one. And that that. Test shot sale when we sold the Sir Gerard, he was dropped in there as a surprise. We didn't tell people he was going to be there. Yeah, because we yeah. dropped. Because I think that was that was the Irithair test shot sale, and we dropped Krampus and Sir Gerard in there unannounced. Yeah, that's weird because I know I had Atheon before that. Atheon. So the horse. I don't know why. But the Atheon and the Balius test shots were sold earlier because they were done. Like those uh, horses were done way earlier. So they dropped that those in a sale with other test shots. I don't even know I don't even remember which ones. I was like almost oh, Siege of Yondar or something. I, I don't know. I think it those was more. I think it was Siege. Because they yeah, was, didn't they have the fine cuts of the horses at the first Legions Con, right? The very first one. I think they did. They yeah. did, yeah, because I remember seeing them really early. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're pretty cool. I like them, and uh, as I as I can get my hands on them, I will. But I'm not I'm not going to great lengths to track them down. So, pretty cool. I tr- I trade you an Arathir for it. You trade me an Arathir for what? For the for the horse. You want to give me a touch shot Arathir? Yeah. For the horse. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't help me. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Do you have an Aerithir? No, I don't. So you won't say. If I, I did, I wouldn't tell you. I named all mine, and then he's like, I cannot divulge that information. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that that's that's probably a pretty good show, huh? Yeah. I mean, now that we've just emptied our beard, our hearts and souls, telling all of our loyal listeners. 
all of the horrible mistakes we've made over the years, I, I think now we're going to go and we're all going to cry and, and just think about what what horrible times we've had. Yeah, the trauma. You talk trauma. about trauma, and you know that's this is the life of a mythic legions collector. It's it's full of ups and downs. We think we've talked about our downs today, but uh, you know there's plenty of ups coming. So catch up, catch us on the next episode of Legion's Cast, and maybe we'll talk about the great things that have happened to us. I don't know. We haven't got thought that far ahead, but thanks guys for coming and hanging out with me tonight, and uh, all the listeners. We'll be back in a couple weeks, and, uh, you know, till then, we'll see you around the land of Mythos. <laughs> what are you saying? I want to know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>